0: I'm glad you chose to join us today. My name is Pastor John Hardman with the Quincy Church of the Nazarene here in Quincy, Washington. This is the fifth Sunday of Lent and today's date is April 3rd, 2022. Our sermon text will be coming from Matthew chapter seven, and I'll be reading verses one through six. This sermon complements the devotional series titled these 40 days published by the Foundry. Again, the scripture text is Matthew chapter 7, and I'll be reading verses 1 through 6. Jesus speaking, he says, Do not judge, or you too will be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. With the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your friend's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your friend, let me take the speck out of your eye, when all the time there is a plank in your own eye? You hypocrite! First take the plank out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your friend's eye. Do not give dogs what is sacred. Do not throw your pearls to pigs. If you do, they may trample them under their feet and then turn and tear you to pieces. The reading of God's word. Will you bow your head with me, please? Dear Heavenly Father. Lord, this is a passage of scripture that Jesus uses to uh, uh, tell us about our judging and judgment of others. Um, Lord, Jesus is harsh when we uh, uh, are using uh, judgments because uh, we're being hypocrites and we don't see what's in our own eye hindering us. And Lord, may uh, this, uh, uh, during this time of Lent, cause us to look deep into our hearts and that we would be clean before you. May it be so in Jesus' name. Amen. Our culture seems to vacillate between the idea that no one but God can judge us for our life choices and and then the seemingly entitlement that we feel that we have the right to judge others' life choices. (laughs) It's an odd place to be in where we are constantly screaming about how we don't want to be judged while simultaneously spending much of our leisure time judging others. Hmm. This is not a new phenomenon by any account. It seems to be the reason Jesus preaches on judgment in Matthew chapter 7. While Jesus has harsh words about judging others for the very things we refuse to acknowledge in ourselves, we sometimes find ourselves confused about what these words really mean. Does it mean that there are no standards, no discipline, anything goes? But may we be... But, may we excuse me, but maybe we are thinking about it all wrong. Maybe Jesus' call for us to measure ourselves by the measure we want to be judged isn't a call to be harsher or to throw up our hands and say, "I guess anything goes." Perhaps it's a call to look at others and ourselves through the lens of grace. Maybe the fastest way to remove the plank is to stop looking for the speck of dust and to look on others and ourselves with the grace of God instead. The command, verse 1, tells us not to judge, and therefore you will not be judged. And then verse 2 gives reason for not judging. <laughs> verse 2 says, in essence, that you will, be, you will get back what you give out. This context is important because it's not saying that we will not receive judgment, but that we will be judged with the same measure of harshness that we use towards others. Verse 2 turns verse 1 into a command that urges us towards compassion and grace. Be on guard because you will be judged to the same degree you are judging those around you. What measure are you using in your judgment of others, it appears from the text. The measure being used for judgment by Jesus' peers is on a microscopic scale. <laughs> because the standard is so high, they are noticing and nitpicking the sawdust in others' eyes. Have you ever had sawdust in your eye? One time while I was in junior high, I was in a shop class, and we were all uh, busy cutting and and. Uh, making things and then it came time to clean up everyone grabbed a tool there were sweepers and uh, I had a a little foxtail that I was going about dusting the saw the the electrical saws the band saws and the uh, table saws and one time there was some dust that I didn't think anybody noticed and I couldn't quite reach it so I gave it a great blow I blew so hard that dust went directly into my eye. Sawdust is unnoticeable to a common observer. So in order to see it, you would have to be looking closely for it, unless you have a mound of it like in the case of my shot (laughs) glass. There's also the, the implication of what it means to have a speck of dust in one's eye. Everyone gets something in their eye now and then. Usually a quick swipe of the, the arm or a, a, a quick blink resolves the issue. Jesus' words seem to imply that sometimes normal people can have dust in their eyes. Too often, uh, people of God, those who understand themselves as created in His image are, and are meant to reflect that image to others, this can be a difficult standard to uphold. There is also the obvious issue of hypocrisy. You know, those who are making the harsh judgment about the speck of dust without holding themselves to the same standard too often because they have a log in their own eyes. (laughs) Then there's the issue of helping, or at least trying to help the judger to recognize the plank in their own eye. Then there's the distortion factor. Having a log in one's eye would certainly distort one's vision. When driving, those vision blockers are called blind spots. In transportation, uh, one is instructed to rock and roll in their seat to see past those vision blockers. You kind of go this way and look that way and look this way. to see past the vision blockers. Think about it with me. If someone has a blind spot blocking their vision, how can they make fair or accurate judgments about what they see? <laughs> Jesus' command is to have compassion, not to be the judge. Some interpret these verses allowing judgment once the log is removed. Uh, I suppose that could be argued, but consider that by removing the log from one's own eye might resolve the issue entirely. A log could so completely distort one's vision. Once it is removed, it becomes clear that the speck was never there in the first place. Sometimes when we put in the work to remove the log, it's often helped by those who are journeying with us. We gain empathy and compassion that better position us to help with their specks, but helping someone from a place of compassion and grace is entirely different than harshly judging someone. For example, we may be blinded by what is in our own eye and not even realize that we have a plank. Then, someone who has worked to remove the log from their own eye may be earnestly and prayerfully trying to help others with their speck so they they can see more clearly. It's important to view these issues not as judgments, but as the compassionate, gracious help we need. The process might still be painful. (laughs) It never feels good to have something stuck in your eye. And the process of dislodging it often causes more pain before we can start to find relief. Another thing to note, speaking the truth is not the equivalent of judging. Mm. Blind spots can be opportunities for us to grow. It would be wise to seek out truth-tellers in our lives and to learn to distinguish them from harsh judges. Another way to say this is that judgment, should, uh, judgment seeks to destroy and divide, whereas earnest care and compassion seeks the well-being of the other person. We should be weary of those who point out faults, for their own benefit, who seek to be praised for their correction of others, or to wish to say, I told you so. (laughs) These are judges, not truth tellers. Likewise, we should embrace and be grateful for the truth tellers who humble themselves, who take care of their own sin, and journey to help others from a place of genuine humility. One way they can be identified is by the way they embody the fruit of the Spirit. Those who seek the destruction of others are like the dogs and pigs in this verse 6. They seek only to attack and destroy. Jesus' words again, do not give dogs what is sacred. Do not throw your pearls to pigs. If you do, they may trample them under their feet and then turn and tear you to pieces. Let's get back to removing the plank from our own eyes. This season of Lent is a time of self-reflection, a time of fasting and of repentance. Its purpose is to reveal to us the places where we have fallen short of what God has called us to do And to remove the things that hinder in order to move us deeper into a relationship with Christ. This is a season of removing planks. Hmm. Removing a plank requires acknowledging that there is a plank there in the first place. (laughs) One of the challenges in this text is for that person uh, who is uh, so busy looking at specks in others' eyes that they don't recognize the plank in their own eye. Removing a plank requires surrender. (laughs) It wouldn't take a long conversation with a nurse or doctor to learn that removing something from a flailing person would be nearly impossible. In order to have the object that is impairing us removed, we must surrender to having it removed in the first place. Surrendering to the spirit may require surrendering to accountability, listening to and learning from others, becoming comfortable with our own discomfort, therapy, spiritual disciplines, or any other way the spirit reveals to us that we need work. When we become people who have done the work to remove the plank from our own eye, then we in turn can become can become the compassionate people who seek to remove the splinters and specks of dust from the eyes of others because it is no longer about judgment but about grace and healing. When we shift the focus away from the speck that is in everyone else's eye to the plank in our own, we discover how far we have to go to live the standards God has set for us. But most importantly, we are reminded of the immense grace of God. Amen. The season of Lent is a time to repent, to reflect, and grow. But it should also be a reminder to us of the faithfulness and grace of God. God is gracious to forgive, His Spirit is present to help us grow and be transformed into His likeness. If the measure God is using, To judge us as one of grace. How much more should we extend that grace to those around us? May we remember the grace Christ has extended to us and extend it to others in turn. May grace ultimately be our measure as we seek to see all come to a place of healing and wholeness. Will you bow your heads with me, please? Dear Heavenly Father, (laughs) Lord, you have taught about how we judge others, how we are to examine ourselves first and remove a plank, remove the speck of dust first in our eyes so that we can see clearly what you would have us to do, have us to live, who to help, Father, may we take on the, the cloak of compassion and grace and that we would use that as we judge others, compare others. Lord, may you fill us with your presence. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Until we meet again, may God richly bless you.